I want to give you guys just an idea of the journey that independent artists go through. If you're just starting out or if you are, you know, kind of in the middle of this journey and you want to just get some inspiration, you know, learn some lessons from some other artists. It's so important for you to learn from other artists so you don't feel like you're alone. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, what is up? This is Brie Noble, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. All right. I think we are live right now on Facebook. This is awesome. This is all new, you guys. This is Indie Interactive, and we're very interactive today. We are here to talk about indie female artists and the journeys that they go through. So we are here to talk to a couple of independent artists that I absolutely love working with. I want to give you guys, the indie interactive viewers, just an idea of the journey that independent artists go through. If you're just starting out or if you are, you know, kind of in the middle of this journey and you want to just get some inspiration, you know, learn some lessons from some other artists. This is what I do on my podcast. And I find that I get so many comments of people telling me how helpful it is. So I want to make sure to, you know, get these stories out to you guys in these journeys because it's so important for you to learn from other artists so you don't feel like you're alone. So I'm sure I'm going to switch this to gallery view so I can see all of us, which I think will be fun. So I'm going to introduce, um, this is Beth Matthew and Gianna Wessel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk to them about their journey. So let's start with, um, with Beth. And actually, if any of you guys are on here right now and you are friends with either of these two, you want to, you know, shout out to them, just throw that in the chat right now on Facebook. We would love to see um, who's hanging out, supporting them right now. So Beth, let me just ask you, you know, what is your music career like right now? Like give us an idea of, you know, what kind of music you make, what you do, how you connect with your fans, just a little snapshot of your career. Sure, be glad to. And thanks so much for inviting me to be here, Brie. I'm really excited to share with everyone. Um, I um, am a contemporary Christian singer-songwriter, and my mission really is to um, inspire, encourage others in their struggles, and point folks to God, and um, and just to be authentic and be myself, share my own struggles, my own thing. Um, and I... Um, one of the ways I connect is through um, concerts and programs. Um, I like to inspire people. So I'm an inspirational speaker. And um, yeah, so uh, also live, connecting live through Facebook, um, social media. But I developed a signature concert with your help, Bree. And so through that program, just you know, getting out and connecting with, with my audience and building fans that way. 
So you want to let, let them know a little bit about how you got started, because it's a really interesting story. So I want to hear kind of like how you um, got started in music, like in a more official way, like a lot of us have, you know, sung forever and stuff. But how did you actually start this journey in your career? Absolutely. Yes. Um, and like you said, I've sung forever. I play piano, play keyboard, been doing that for a long time. And three years ago on March 8th, I went, felt actually called to go to this Nashville road show, uh, which was local. And Bernard Porter from Nashville, Tennessee was hosting it uh, to learn about the music industry and to um, share a couple songs. I did Patsy Cline's Crazy. I did a song I wrote when I was 16 called Rejoice Today. And it was really, really well received. They loved my presentation. They invited me to come to Nashville to record like that day. It was crazy. It was so exciting. And I had the most, I had the, the best time. And I, I knew leading up to that, I just felt like music is always my passion. And I just felt like something big was going to happen. So within four weeks, I was in Nashville working with um, Roger Ryan, who uh, is an awesome producer. He's worked with CeCe Winans, Winona Judd, uh, just a lot of great artists and traveled internationally. And he's been nominated for Dove and Grammy and all that stuff. <laughs> but he's amazing. So I was four weeks going down, um, you know, recording my music, uh, doing my debut album, which they recommended. And they were fantastic to work with. Uh, I had an awesome experience. So that just really propelled me fast getting into the music industry. Um, and, then, uh, and then I realized that, wow, like I didn't really know what I was after all that. I didn't really know what I was doing. I, it just was a little bit overwhelming. And I had a lot of fear. And I remember Bernard saying, Beth, it's good for you to be out of your comfort zone. And, and I would say that for all of us, that, that he was right. Uh, and so um, I did some local events. And uh, some of them were well received. Some of them, not many people showed up. And I just struggled with every emotion musicians struggle with. But um, and then I, I went to the Gospel Music Association, had uh, a conference called Immerse, which was really helpful. And I, I realized then something Roger told me. He said, Beth, you don't know anybody in the music industry. And mind you, I had no website. I had no social media presence or anything when I recorded my album. And uh, I don't know if Bernard knew that because he said, Beth, you need to let your fans know. I'm like, I was like, what fans? This like, is oh. <laughs> like, what fans? I don't have any following. I didn't know. You know, it was, it was really crazy. And actually, I'll go ahead and say my age, if this will help inspire other people. I was 50 years old. So I was dealing with all those questions like, gosh, what am I doing? Is this really make sense? It's either the craziest thing I've ever done or it's the most sane thing I've ever done because it's music's my passion. And so... Um, so I, I developed a website. I developed all these things. A lot of it I did on my own. Um, and Roger had said, you need friends in the music industry. So I went to that conference he recommended, started making connections with other artists around the world or country or the U.S. and going to a lot of workshops like Tom Jackson's On Stage Success, all these different things, learning a lot, loving it, um, did that two years. I didn't do it immediately. So, I mean, I've taken it slow and gradual. And then um, I, uh, at the last conference, um, I actually, 
I won't go into detail, but I ha- I've had some big disappointments along the way. So I had some like big disappointment thing happen. And right at the end of the conference, I was invited to sing at the Dove Awards after this really horrible thing happened. And, and that was amazing to sing in a choir with Stephen Curtis Chapman. And it was just a dream come true. And I did that in October. And so I feel like God just continues to um, do things like that for me. And then I joined your academy in August. It showed up. Well, no, in the female indie community, I, I joined that in July. I didn't really, I just, it showed up on my computer screen one night. I was up late in the night and I was like, wow, what's this? And I felt like I was supposed to join it. I, I was stalking you. No. You were stalking me. And, and Brie, I clicked it and I was just intrigued by the title. At the, team, at the time, it was Women of Substance. And I really liked, I just thought, wow, that's so cool. Like, I've never seen anything like this. So I joined and then just kind of watched and observed for a month. And then I got involved, you know, and contributing and just women of all genres of music. I thought it was awesome. And then just began to, to just love what was there, just the ways to support and encourage one another. And it was unlike any other group I'd been in. Um, a lot of other groups I'd been in, it was a lot about self-promotion. And I really wasn't getting any help um, from other people. And so, I don't know, I need to stop talking, but that's part of my journey. <laughs> and then after, after the indie community, I joined the academy because I did some training with you. I think it was how to get more done in less time. Oh, yes. And yeah, and that was awesome. And we formed accountability groups with other female artists. Uh, and some of the women in my group were just amazing. We're still friends. And so uh, just all of that really inspired me. And then in, in February, um, you asked me about being on the music re- review board, which was awesome uh, for the Women of Substance Radio. So I've been doing that. And then um, just just last week started as coordinator for the um, female indie musician community, which is a real delight. And I love helping and encouraging other, other musicians and artists. And it's just a joy to be here. So such a super cool journey before we get to Gianna, I just want to ask you one question. So with with your signature concert that we, you know, I helped you create recently, like let tell them what it was like to do your signature concert for the first time. And that feeling of, of being able to, you know, be really transparent and, and, you know, with your audience versus just singing kind of to them or at them. Absolutely. Yes, it was amazing. And thank you for your help developing this. I don't know that I would have ever done it. Um, So for everyone listening, Brie helped me develop a signature concert program where I'm just authentically me and I'm sharing music from my album, my Clear Vision debut album, along with stories that tell my music journey and relate to the songs. And I'm also doing some cover songs in there. And so honestly, I was nervous up to the point in my concert. And then once the thing started, I loved interacting with the audience and sharing my struggles, sharing my triumphs, my joys. Uh, it was very, really well received. I had a lot of people come up to me afterward and were very encouraged. Um, quite a few people bought my album. They want to have me back. Uh, two of the... Um, People at that church have written quotes for me uh, to use on promotional flyers. They also um, are wanting to send it out to uh, the pastor of the church, wants to send it out to a bunch of people. So it, it just was a great start. And I, it just, I was totally energized. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that when it was done, I was like, this, this went by too fast. Like I wanted it to keep going. It was really, really a great experience. And thank you for all your help. 
Well, and the cool that. thing is you've created this asset now that you can go out and do it over and over again and be able to experience that and deliver it to people and have them, you know, really, really, um, you know, get a fantastic experience out of it. And so I'm, I'm so excited yes, for you because you. you built this thing and you are ready to like go out there and, and, you know, promote it to the world now. And you have a plan versus just like, how am I going to get these fans? You know, now, you know, like this is my vehicle. Exactly. And I, and I have one thing also I want to share quickly is that before I, you know, I did quite a few events, but I was customizing everything to what I did. And it was a, a tremendous amount of work. And it just seemed perfect now because my music journey continues, but I'm sharing, you know, the story that people want to hear. They want to know about my music journey. They want to know how it all relate and just, you know, relating to my songs, relating it to their lives too, and to encourage and inspire them. It's just a fantastic feeling. So thank you. Absolutely. So um, I want to jump over here into the chat. First of all, I want to recognize some people that are in here, like supporting you guys. Um, but before I do that, I would love to know if anyone in the chat can can really relate to this idea of like, okay, I created this album. And now I'm being told that I need to have fans, but nobody told me that before I created this album. So what do I do? And like, I've spent all this money, but I have no one to sell it to. So I'd love to hear anyone in here um, that has had this experience. And I want to say, hi, how's it going? Grace, great to see you, Florence. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I know L. Matungi and oh Tara, so nice to see you here. Um, other Beth, Beth Fulcomer, so nice to see you today. Um, Bridget, oh man, you guys, I I love seeing you guys here, um, hanging out and you know getting to know these women. Um, you know, many of you are in the academy, so you know them a little bit better. But I want to you know really get these stories out to a lot of people. And let them know that, you know, there is life in music after 50. That's one thing I love about, about Beth's story. So mm -hmm. let me jump over to Gianna now, because I, the reason I wanted to feature these two is because they are very, very different. Gianna, they're, all, they're both amazing, but they have completely different styles of music. They're in kind of different, you know, generations a little bit, um, different backgrounds, all that stuff. So Gianna, let us know. Um, just how did you get started in music and what does your career look like today? Before I get started, I just want to say, Beth, for being 50, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good point. <laughs> thank you. And can I, can I, sorry, I don't mean, today's my birthday. I'm not 50 anymore. I'm actually 54. Oh. <laughs> wow. So, but thank you. I want to look like that when I get to <laughs> I know. Well, me Thank too. you. Thank you so much, Tiana. I just, I just had to say that because I was like shocked when I heard your answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, um, how did I get started? Well, do you want to know the very, very beginning? <laughs> sure. Whatever you want you think people could benefit from. I think the very, very beginning is so funny because my genre is symphonic metal and my niche is goth opera metal. But yet, when I was 10 years old, my brother took me to see The Little Mermaid, and that was it. I couldn't stop singing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Disney. Awesome. So that really started it all. And then, you know, growing up, I had a lot of obstacles. My father didn't want me to do music. He didn't. 
he just wanted me, this is going to sound really crazy. He wanted me to be a spiritual advisor. He wanted me to read the tarot for people. He wanted me to be, <laughs> he wanted me to be a high priestess type of thing. He didn't want me to do music, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it took a while. And then like when I was 17, I heard Sarah Brightman and I fell in love. Well, first, when I was 13, I heard Metallica, and I loved it so much, and I would fall asleep to Metallica. <laughs> I love this contrast between I heard Metallica and I heard Sarah Brightman. Like, to me, those are totally different things. But to you, they mesh, you know? Yes. and then at 17, one day I was in the bookstore, and I was like, oh, my God, who is that? And then I found out it was Sarah Brightman. It was the album Eden. And then I fell in love with classical and opera, and then I had to study that. So then I didn't actually start studying voice or music professionally until I was 26. So nine years later, actually eight years later, I finished, you know, because I, I jumped around a lot in majors. I studied web design, graphic design, illustration, opera, you know, voice. And like in between all that, I really wanted to just do music, but I was also trying to please my parents at the time. And finally, I finished, got my degree in something, got my degree in music, and my husband, and I was thinking about going back and continuing that, and my husband was like, why don't you just do what you really want to do and be an independent artist? And I was like, you know what, you're right. I should just do that, because I love opera, but I can't do just opera. I also love rock and metal. <laughs> I mean, what I really love is symphonic metal, which is the merge of the merging of the two. And then, you know, I, because... The nice thing about it is that I can use my operatic training in that. So that's how I first got started. And I mean, I had nothing. I had no music released. So I didn't have the issue with Beth. Like, okay, I got an album and I'm a fan. I actually had the opposite. I had nothing. So I just started doing videos on YouTube and doing covers. And then I actually released my first original a year ago. Actually, no, first I released a cover of Hello by Evanescence. And then I released my first original. And now I'm finally, a year later, working on my first original, my debut original EP. Because my original awesome. EP was supposed to be done last year before Christmas, but the producer I had stood me up and everything. And it was a very lonely time. Mm-hmm. Very lonely. Mm-hmm. And that's then a pretty I, common story. I can tell you that. Or, you know, oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. stand you up, they doesn't work out, money issues, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We've all been through it. Didn't have a guitarist, all that stuff. And then, you know, I found you guys and, and I well it also I found you guys because I was taking songwriting courses from Kevin Thomas. And he one day sent me an email talking about how to get more done in 90 days. And then it was a webinar with you, um, Bree. But I missed the day of that webinar because of work. So then I saw the replay. And then I bought the course. And then you had uh, that, um, that Facebook group where it was like, okay, you know, it was about basically the same thing, but, but you know, condensed into five days before the new year. And then you were talking about the female musician academy that enjoyed that. And yeah. the beautiful thing about the musician, female musician academy is that I've noticed that ever since I joined it, I've been a lot more productive. 
Mm. It's very exciting, encouraging seeing yourself featured every Sunday on that Sunday spotlight better. Mm-hmm. It just, it makes you, it gives you fuel to do more. I agree. I mean, I love to share the wins because it's exciting to me to see all that you guys are doing, but I also see that it's encouraging everybody else in the group. Like, Oh my gosh, these people mm-hmm. are accomplishing so much. I better step it up. Right. I need to get on this list. Exactly. And I love that. So mm-hmm. um, tell us what has worked for you in building your fan base. Cause you've done it the opposite way, which is exactly what I recommend where you didn't release your album yet, but you've been building your fan base and you've been getting some good support from your fans. How, what's been the best way for you to build your fan base? Well, you know, I knew my niche when I started it because I had taken this other course by this other lady to help me get all that together. So I knew what I wanted my niche to be. And I knew that I wanted my music to be about, you know, because growing up, I always felt like a weirdo and an outcast. And I mean, even my beliefs are not really, you know, I would just say mainstream, you know, Mm. because of my, you know, spiritual practices, you know, like Christianity, you know, I mean, you see a church pretty much every, every corner of, of road, you know, whereas my spiritual practices, it's more secret, you know, small groups, we get together, you know, we do our rituals and things like that. We honor the goddess, and the earth, you know, the seasons. So I wanted my music to be about, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be a rebel, an outcast, an outlier. You know, that's what makes you unique with who you are. And then that's where I also started connecting it to the, the archetype of the dragon. Because dragons are very misunderstood and they're either loved or hated. But it's that uniqueness that makes them so powerful. And I've always loved dragons. So that just made sense. And that's where I also started my calling my friends dragons and telling them to spread the fire. And they loved it. It just, it really caught on. Oh. Yeah, I love that you have kind of created this um name for your your fan or people that like your music and identify with not just your music but kind of your your way of life or the way that you approach the world and so you've sought out these people that have similar experiences to you and they tend to also like the same music exactly how do you how do you find these people online well the way i find them is you know i follow a lot of people on twitter that like bands that have influenced me and I also follow those people on Instagram that like the bands that have influenced me and then on Facebook I do specific targeting to people who are into the same stuff I'm into which is like you know gothic subculture nightmare before Christmas um you know um they're into paganism witches you know vampires, all that stuff, dragons. And, and, you know, that's how I'm able to find these people. And that's how, like, on my Facebook like page, I populate it with all these things that appeals to my niche. And then, like, they love it. And they get into conversations talking about, oh, no, I think that's an ice dragon. No, I think that's an air dragon. No, I think it could be a combination of both and all this stuff. And, you know, it's really cool. 
you know? That's very smart. And, and I know you're very good at interacting on like Twitter and Instagram and actually responding and engaging with your fans, which has made you super successful and gotten this like group of very, very devoted fans because of that. So how have you monetized those fans as far as like, how have you kind of moved the conversation into like supporting you as a musician? Yeah, right now, the best way I've been able to do that is getting them over to my Patreon page, mm. you know, and so I have different levels of dragons. So Earth and, and um, what was it? Earth and Air Dragons are like $1 reward and they get the download of the EP, the artwork that comes with it, the private Facebook group, the exclusive Patreon feed, you know, name on the credits, and then $5 is the fire dragon level. And they get all that that I just mentioned, plus, you know, two pieces of digital merchandise as well. And then the black dragon, that's the $10 level. And they get all that and three pieces of digital merchandise. And they get everything that I release first before anyone else does. I love that. I love that strategy. And I love that. So how do you, just curious how you like introduce that to them? Cause it's always the hardest part is to like move the conversation from like things that you both enjoy to like, Oh, by the way, here's my music. Well, you know, I've only had one person sign up for that through my email list. The majority of them have been talking to them on social media. Mm. And it's usually it's like, they, they say certain things like, Oh, I'm your number one fan. Or, Oh my God, I love your stuff so much. When are you coming out with music? And then that's when I start telling them what I'm doing. And then that's when I transfer them over to that. And I tell them, hey, go check it out, you know. So, I mean, right now I have paused it a bit because I am so absorbed in getting this EP re- fully recorded before I go on vacation with my mom to mm. Las Vegas. <laughs> like June uh, 7th to the 15th. I'm like, you know, because I don't want to be thinking about that when I'm there. Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard. It's hard to like mm. pull away and actually get a break. But yeah. I love that you're you're doing these individual conversations and you're listening for those cues of like, okay, I think they might be ready for me to present this to them mm-hmm. because they're telling me that you know I'm your biggest fan or I love what you do, and exactly. it's just a natural response, right? Right, right. So then the you know. I mean, like I had one that for a while was telling me that and I actually brought it up to him, I think probably three times. And I was like, hey, you can just join for just a dollar. And he was like, okay, I can afford that. Then he just a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool. I guess some people feel like, oh my gosh, you know, it needs to be so much. And sometimes you need to remind them that it's not that much, you know, and you can always upgrade later, you know. Right. It's just like merch. You got to have different levels available for them. Maybe they just met you and they just want to buy a sticker, you know, and maybe they've been coming to your shows a bunch of times and you just like, they just really want to buy your whole package of stuff. So you have to give them different levels. So let me, let me jump back to um, Beth and ask you guys both this question. Um, What would you say, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned, you know, building your musician business? Um, sure. I would say the biggest lesson is you've, you've got to believe in yourself. Um, I think something that I've found out in my journey is that um, 
there is an audience. It's kind of what Gianna has found. She has a specific audience for her music and her passion. Um, I guess, let me see if I can explain this. Don't, well, one thing is don't wait for somebody to hand you a golden ticket. Like there's not one person that's going to just make everything happen for you as a, as a female indie artist. Um, you just need to, um, you know, to work hard. Connections are important and relationships, you know, are really important. Just, you know, caring about other people, them caring about you. But um, I think the biggest thing is just, if somebody doesn't like your music, if you believe in yourself, you know that you're gifted at what you're doing, keep pursuing it because there's an audience out there for you. And uh, it's just a matter of finding that. And what, what might not appeal to one even producer or whoever you send your music to, somebody else is going to love it. And so that's the biggest thing is just not to be swayed by opinions of people um, that you have to really believe in yourself and, and uh, stay focused on what you want to do and what you want to achieve. Yeah, that is a really good point. And, you know, I have heard this in many different ways that artists kind of keep like a, a love note file for themselves. So if they do get that person that's like, oh, no, you're not very good or I don't like your music or whatever, you go back to these notes that you you've kept from people that do love your music. So you always have that to look to, to remind yourself that, yes, I am doing something valuable. People love it. And I shouldn't stop just because this one person that I met doesn't like it. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's our tendency and our human nature to focus on that one negative. You know, my husband is a school teacher and, you know, you have one kid in the class who's misbehaving. That's what you you, know, you tend to focus on where everybody else is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it's easy to let that trip, you you know, to let it trip you up, but don't let it, don't let it stop you. Um, you know, I've had, if I told you some of the things that people had said to me just in the last two and a half years, you'd probably shudder. On the other hand, I've had people that have just said the most encouraging things that have just invigorated me that, yes, this is absolutely, um, you know, they love my music. It's, you know, it's a gift to keep doing what I'm doing. So that that's just my advice. Yeah, me too. I mean, I have definitely had people say things to me that I'm like, what? And, you know, and then it sticks in your mind, right? right. But again, go back to those love notes. So I would love to hear um, in the comments, if you guys have experienced this, I know it can be it can be so discouraging if you get somebody that tells you like, what are you thinking? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, even though 50 other people love your stuff. So pop that in the comments, if this has happened to you, because I just want us to support each other and let each other know that like, we're not the only ones that have felt this way. Um, I do want to also say Beth, that like several people are wishing you happy birthday. I know oh, I saw so that Carol sweet. was wishing you happy birthday. And I completely forgot that this was your birthday. I'm not even sure. I think I knew it was this week, but I didn't know it was today. So that's like, yeah, thank you so much. I can't, yeah, I can't see the comments here, but thank you to everyone. Yeah. You can go back and look at them afterward. Um, So Gianna, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in your music career so far? Um, It's a combination of what Beth talked about and also the worst, I actually once wrote a blog post about this. The worst advice I was ever given was, oh, you're young. You have time. <laughs> and why? Because then you start thinking, I got time. Why? 
somebody will discover me. <sighs> someday when I have the money, someday when this, someday when that, someday when I'm done with my masters and and you know in music with concentration and voice, all the stuff. No, 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 no. There, there's no time like the present. That has been my biggest lesson. I wish I would have done this earlier. You know, um, not that I regret doing it now, because probably if I would have done it earlier, I wouldn't have been able to meet you, Brie. But, you know, I really wish I would have done it earlier. I wish I would have been more hard-headed and not listened to my parents, mm. you know. And then, you know, talking about what Beth was talking about, I mean, I feel you when you say that you've heard some things that can make you shudder. I have one to share. One day on YouTube in, with my original song, which is called I Am, which actually has 1.5K views, okay? Wow. Awesome. Them cover videos, which is crazy because normally it's the other way around. <sighs> there was this guy who came over to my channel because I used this service called Tubasis, which helps you you know, gain traction, get people to, you know, get, you know, spread more awareness about your videos and stuff like that. And this guy said that my voice was so horrible that it made him want to neuter himself. Wow. That's horrible. I mean, how much worse than that can you get? But it was, it was one of those things that it was so, so bad. It actually didn't affect me. It actually made me laugh. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. I I have that much power over you. (laughs) Like you must not think that much of yourself. If something this small (laughs) from someone you don't even know is going to make you want to neuter yourself. Wow. That's (laughs) just crazy. What has really affected me in the past though has been when people have said your voice, you know, you shouldn't be putting yourself out there yet. You should grow up take voice lessons and then do something. I was like, I've been studying opera for seven years. I'm sorry that I don't sound like Amy Lee or these other people because I'm a high light color drawer. I will never sound like that. So if you don't like it, move on, you know? But I mean, what has really bothered me is when people have claimed that I haven't studied voice and that I need voice lessons because I have really worked so hard to get my voice to where it's at today. Um, did you ever see the videos I sent you, Brie? I did. I was going to say, you guys should listen to her sing Phantom of the Opera. It's amazing. Oh, I love Oh, I love Phantom of the Opera. And I saw Sarah Brightman on Broadway. I wanted to tell you earlier. So we're kindred spirits in that. Yeah, I love the songs. So lucky. Yeah, I sent her the video where I actually hit the high E, you know? Wow. Which is crazy. That's awesome. To me. I can't I even really, hit a high C anymore. <laughs> I've worked so hard to get my voice to that that I have like four octave range. So for people to say things like that, it's like, you know, that's what has bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you just get to the point that you're like, delete, block, mute, next. Because, I mean, I have four, over 4,000 likes on Facebook, over 8,000 followers on Twitter, over 7,000 on Instagram. So obviously, I'm doing something right. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that we have this great opportunity online to put ourselves out there to so many people that would never find out about us in the first place. And that is an amazing opportunity, but it's also extremely scary. I mean, when I broadcast any of my stuff to a wider audience that don't know me, you know, I'm always bound to get some like weird comments because they don't you know, they don't know me at all. They're like, you know, why are you doing this? Or why did why did you do your hair that 
way or you need a new pair of glasses or like stupid stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that's fine. You don't know me, but the people that resonate with what I'm saying or singing will take the time to get to know me more. And at least I've reached them. Whereas if I didn't put myself out there, I would never have reached them. So it's, it's a trade-off, right? It is. It is. I mean, I was even able to have a victory, let's call it, where I was doing an Instagram live and suddenly this troll gets on there. He's like, what are you, 70 years old? I'm like, no. And why should my age matter anyway? And I kept on talking, you know, and and all my other fans, they're excited and I'm there or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, you're a 40 year old that looks 70. And I'm like, whatever. And And we just keep on interacting. And he's like, oh, well, you know, and he just kept on saying all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, let's, let's not pay him any attention. Let's not pay the troll any attention. And then we just kept on. And it got to the point where he was like, must feed the troll. The troll needs food. And in the end, he was like, all right, you're actually pretty cool. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the, and the nice thing is that your fans are in there supporting you and, and sticking up for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like... <laughs> You, so you get cool. to that point where you have so many people for you that they actually are able to defend you against those little, yeah. you know, minute of people. Right. Absolutely. Well, I don't want this to go on for too long because we could probably talk forever, but um, I do want to ask you guys one more question before you go. And I know my gardener just showed up, so you're going to be hearing some uh, mowing in the background, but um, last question is since you guys are both members of the Academy, you know, what, day for anybody that was on the fence wondering if they should join yeah free do you want me to go first yeah go for it sure um i would say just do it i mean that's the nike expression i um it's the best value for your money um i've gotten training through like i said the gospel music association is awesome and i've uh you know i've invested money in my music career in other ways but uh the sense of community that is, is built, uh, it's, you know, it's relationships, it's supporting one another. And you have, Brie has really the most comprehensive training and it's specific. It's very specific and very helpful. And just the ongoing support that she offers and the other women in the Academy, it's, um, it's well worth the investment. Um, I, I have to share that when I started out, I, I was, when I got back from Nashville after my vocal recordings, I cried the entire way home because I was so sad because I knew I was like, I've done this amazing thing. I'm ready to go worldwide, but nobody even knows me. And, and, and so I knew I was like, so I've got to go back and I've got to build a fan base. I've got to, you know, like start from scratch. And I kind of just wanted somebody to do it for me, but I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't be the person I am today. I, you know, it's made me stronger. Um, and to, to propel forward when I had no support, I had no, I was very lonely. And I, if, in understanding from you in Academy, during your first stage of your music career, that's very normal. You feel like nobody's in your corner. Nobody really understands. They want you to be who you've always been. Uh, and it's not like I changed. I was who I always was. It, it was just, you know, just this is an expression of who I am and getting it out there further. But um, it was, you know, it was very hard for me. Um, but when I joined the indie community and then the academy, 
there's no other groups like it because you're supporting other people. They're supporting you and you're learning a tremendous amount um, that's very invaluable. And um, the networking, the relationships are, are, are just so wonderful. I'm just very thankful. So. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And, and we've loved having you. And I, you. I did want to ask real quick, like, what do you, how do you think it's different having just females in there? Yeah, I, I think it creates safety. Um, I, you know, I, I love men too, obviously. I mean, I'm married, my husband. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, yeah. People are like, what do you have against men? Nothing I'm yeah, married to. Uh, right. I, I'm I, nothing against men. I, um, I didn't share any of this, but yeah, I've been married coming up on 27 years in July. Wow. I'm a wonderful husband. Yeah, I have two sons that are 14 and 18. They were 11 and 15 when I started this several years ago. Um, but men and women are just different and women tend to talk more. I think they have what is like a thousand words for every, you know, a guy can say it in five words. I don't know. That's kind of an exaggeration, but, but we understand each other, you know, and we can also just share how things affect us, um, and understand each other. Men, it's just a, it, the, the safety and just knowing we're all women, there's just something about it that it's like a sisterhood. Um, and yeah, I think it's true, too, because, um, you know, a, a friend of mine that I'm just going to bring on here next week, mm-hmm. um, Christy Manna, she runs Songwriter Girl Camp. And we were talking about, well, why is it just for girls? And she said, you know, because there's just something that changes when men are in the room, women act differently, whether they're, you know, just trying to put up appearances or flirting or even none of those things, just like that. It's just different. And then I like to create mm-hmm. an you know, an atmosphere where people can come in their pajamas to our coaching calls if they want. They can come with, you know, no makeup on and and feel comfortable there. Yes, I've, I've noticed that. Yeah. And it's like an it's a non-judgment group. And and I think it's really cool, too, because a lot of genres of music are represented. Um, you're there to provide services for for all genres of music and like Gianna and I are very different and, but the common bond we all have is music. We're passionate about that. And that just to support one another, it's awesome. I've always had a heart for um, women, I guess, even in things I've done, uh, you know, coordinated adoption group because we adopted both of our sons when they were infants. So I think, yeah, I, I just think it's a great, great thing. And I'm part of some groups that are not all women and those are great too, but there's, uh, you know, the music launch hub with Steve and, uh, you know, Michelle Lockie's group for licensing, um, you know, um, for TV and film. Um, but it's, it's nice, like you said, so you don't have to worry about what you look like and you can share stuff that maybe girls really or women can relate to. So it's nice. It's awesome. Yeah, oh, that's great. So, okay, John, Gianna, so what do you <laughs> think? What, what's your favorite part of the Academy and what, what would you say to someone that was considering? Well, like Beth said, there is no judgment. And I was a bit nervous about that at first because I am so, you know, I guess as you would say, alternative (laughs) (laughs) lifestyle, you know, and, um, you know, my beliefs and everything, you know, where it's, you know, it's, it's very eclectic, like, paganism and all that stuff so it's really nice because I don't feel judged I can I can you know be who I am and not feel judged for it and be accepted more than anything I really love the friendships I've made in there 
feel the connections I've made. I mean, everybody is so supportive. Everybody's so uplifting. It's a very positive group. So for me, I mean, like when things didn't work out with that producer, I went into a depression, you know, because I felt so alone and I felt like, great, how is this ever going to happen? And then be, when I joined the academy, that really helped with what I was going through and really helped me get back on the ball and, and you know, basically reignite the fire and, you know, start doing things again. Because there's nothing like having people holding you accountable, but not beating you up if you don't get it done. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like gentle push it's a yes gentle- we we like to i like to think of it as accountability with grace because exactly. we do sometimes need to yeah, give that's... ourselves grace you know things happen in our lives like i've talked about recently on this show where there's just so many things going on and you just can't focus on music but you know you can move forward just a little bit at a time that's better than nothing and sometimes we just beat ourselves up and like well if it's, it's all or nothing you know if i can't do this the way i want to do it then i'm done and that is another way that the academy can support people like understanding that it's okay if you move a little slower but you're still moving somewhere exactly you know like when i when i got my first accountability partners and they told them you know my beliefs and i was like i hope this is okay (laughs) (laughs) i hope you don't mind i hope you don't think i'm evil Yeah, no, I mean, having so many different people from so many different locations, so many different genres, you know, you're going to feel like you have a place. And I want to call out a few things in the in the chat here. This is so fun being able to read the chat because usually it's so hard for me to like, you know, run the show and read the chat. But Bridget wants to say to Gianna that as a soprano, she's super impressed that you're singing what you're singing and, you know, high ease and all that stuff. And um, I'm sure she'll probably go over and check out your YouTube videos on that. And Grace said that this was so needed for her today. So I'm so thankful that um, this, you know, really uplifted you today. You are very hardworking, Grace. And I hope that this, you know, encouraged you to keep going because what you do is awesome. Um, And Elle said, where did it go? Lots of comments here. Elle said, um, that the Academy has so much current, uh, current streamlined information combined with a, with a built in support group. It is life changing. Wow. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Elle. Um, so I hope that you two will go back and read these comments when we're done. And cause a lot of people were sending some, you know, loving vibes and encouragement and all that in here. And I want to thank you two for coming on here and just giving people, just a snapshot of a musician's journey in the indie artist space and, you know, how it doesn't always go how you hoped, but it can still be something amazing. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to start at age 15 and, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out by age, you know, 50, like you can, you can continue and you can learn and you can emulate other people that are doing what you want to be doing and you can, you know, get encouragement from other women and the Academy is one place to do that. So if any of you guys are interested in joining the Academy, um, you can go to femalemusicianacademy.com. I will post in this post at the top, 
a special coupon code because we are, uh, our price has gone up, but I'm still offering this lower price for a couple more days. So I will put that in the top and just know that if you grab that lower price, that stays with you forever, as long as you're a member. So um, I just want to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining us for Indie Interactive. And we'll be back next week with Kirsty Mana of songwriter girl camp and i've got a super cool surprise for you next week so come back next week at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific on wednesday for indie interactive now go out and make great music connect with your fans and grow your business female entrepreneur musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.